This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere Thursday at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3087. In our continuing series of final debriefings for Andor season one, today we're going to look at the Imperial Security Bureau and how its function changes in the midst of Andor and how that actually connects to Star Wars Rebels. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Boyvat and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So in a series full of amazing monologues from characters, we haven't really talked about, well, okay, that's not true. We actually did talk about the monologue that Major Party Guys delivers in the episode entitled Aldani. That's chapter four of season one of Andor, where he talks about security and the mission of the Imperial Security Bureau and, you know, Dedra recites a mission statement for the Bureau, and he says, yeah, that's it, and it's wrong, and he says, you want security, you call the Navy, you get troopers sent out. No, we are a healthcare organization, we treat disease. That whole monologue is one of the first beautiful monologues that happens inside the season of Andor that we got to enjoy together just these last couple of months. And what's interesting for us about that in the context of today's episode is the fact that Partigas is drawing a line between the Imperial Security Bureau and the Imperial Navy and by extension the Imperial Army. He is seeing them as entirely separate organizations having their own work, their own duties, their own responsibilities. Up until the Aldani heist and the changes that happen with the Imperial Security Bureau that come from it, the Imperial Security Bureau essentially is acting like a combination of the CIA and the FBI in that they have spy organizations and they have advanced weapons research and they do investigations and they have an internal affairs department which is supposed to look for spies and moles and people who are working against the empire but working for the empire which will become important for our conversation in just a second. So when the Aldani heist happens, as we've discussed, there are two particular things that happen. One of them is the Public Order Resentencing Directive, which is focused on everybody who is a subject of the Empire, if you will. And then there's the Imperial Emergency Act, which we haven't spent a lot of time talking about, but that is the act which puts the resources of the Imperial Navy and the Imperial Army at the command of the Imperial Security Bureau as needed slash requested. So instead of just relying on their own resources, now they're basically the masters of the entire Imperial military for all intents and purposes. And even though we don't really get a sense of how that plays out in the Andor series, we are kind of led to the conclusion that the operation which takes place finally in the climactic episode of the season, Rick's Road, which, you know, it happens off screen, but the attack 
on Spellhouse, the power station by Anto Krieger and his men, which is foiled by the Imperial Security Bureau. The implication that we get out of this is that they brought Imperial Navy forces in to spring the trap and kill Krieger and his men to, as Partygaz puts it, wipe the taste of Aldani out of the Emperor's mouth. And that's specifically because it seems that the Imperial Emergency Act is something that was proposed by the Emperor himself. So yeah, a necessary evil as far as the Imperial Security Bureau goes to appease Emperor Palpatine because everybody has to kind of deal with this guy. It's kind of funny in that sense because he has a level of power even though he's not revealing that he's a Sith, of course, but he has a level of power where We've talked about how the more the Preox Morlana corporate authority is like, well, we're bad, but you don't want the other guys, the Empire, to come down because they're worse. Well, the Imperial Security Bureau is even worse within the Empire, and the Emperor himself is even worse than anyone. So here's where this potentially comes into play with not only Season 2 of Andor, but also Star Wars Rebels. So... You know, I've been thinking about the possibility of other characters from Star Wars, other media, who might show up in Season 2 of the Andor series, especially considering that we are getting closer and closer to the events of A New Hope, and there are more characters who might fathomably get involved in these things. We know that K2 is going to be a part of Season 2 of Andor. They've basically said that there's no way they could do it without him. But characters like... For example, Agent Callus from Star Wars Rebels, who was a member of the Imperial Security Bureau and would have been operational at the time of the Andor series and would have been investigating the Spectre Cell, aka the heroes of Star Wars Rebels, just about at the time that the Andor series is happening or shortly thereafter. Where he was working, they had multiple branches of the ISB, including investigations and internal affairs. Investigations was the kind of unit that was looking for rebel cells like the Spectre Cell or like the cells that Luthen Rail is operating. The internal affairs side of things would be searching for people like Lonnie Jung. Jung, shucks. Lonnie, the guy inside the Imperial Security Bureau who is the mole for Luthen Rail, right? So somebody like Agent Callus would be searching for somebody like that. Also, to bring in another character from yet another story, Sinjir Rath Velis, who is the former, former Imperial Security Bureau agent, in Star Wars Aftermath, right? The Aftermath and Aftermath, um, Life, Debt, and Aftermath, Empire's End novels by Chuck Wendig. He appeared in there and he was working with the Imperial Security Bureau at this time of the Andor series as well. And I know this is a little all over the place as far as an episode goes. So I guess let me reel things back in a little bit and say that it's a watershed moment for the Imperial Security Bureau as an agency within the Empire when the Eldani heist happens because they get a level of authority that they have not had in the past and it allows them to do things that not only are going to increase the stakes and the danger for Luthen Rail and Mon Mothma and everybody else who is trying to rise up against the rebellion in season two of Andor, but it also connects to other storytelling like Star Wars Rebels, like the Aftermath novels. And when we talked a few episodes ago about Dedra Miro and about her being a particularly dangerous opponent for Rebels in general and Axis in particular, one of the things that came up as I was looking at this episode of the podcast and looking at stuff about the Imperial Security Bureau 
has to do with the fact that when Blevin, the other Imperial Security Bureau supervisor, and Nadromiro were arguing about Ferrix and about jurisdiction over the discovery of that Starpath unit that had been stolen from a system under Nadromiro's purview, Blevin's accusation to Miro is that she's just trying to increase her portfolio and she's just trying to climb up the promotional ladder and that's why she is asking for control of the whole Ferrix situation when Ferrix was under Blevins command. And I think we know from the events of season one of Andor, and we've talked about this as well, that it really doesn't seem like that's how Dead Ramiro is approaching things. She is approaching things from the perspective of, I am a more competent investigator than any of the people that I'm involved with here, and I want to get the job done. And so with the new resources available to the Imperial Security Bureau as a result of the Eldani heist and the Imperial Emergency Act, that is yet another reason why Dead Ramiro is going to be especially more dangerous in season two because she's going to have so much more in the way of resources that she can deploy in the hunt for Axis and rebel cells that are stealing things and creating an organized rebel front that will eventually oppose the Empire in a significant way. I suppose that maybe says something about the level of success that they might eventually have. Maybe not so great from their perspective, but yeah, she's going to be a danger in the meantime. And so will the whole Imperial Security Bureau for that matter with their newfound powers and abilities and responsibilities. And that's what I've got for you for today's podcast. And it just remains for me to say, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. As always, and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Seven by Seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and/or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited. Other respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars Seven by Seven. We hope you love it. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 